Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back. We're with Stuart Rhodes from Oath Keepers, and we are talking about, uh, first of all, background checks for guns and uh, mass murderers as well. And Stuart, you're absolutely right. I think a lot of these prescription drugs or drugs in general that they are giving these uh, individuals are playing havoc and uh, mood-altering, and they're doing things to our young people. Well, sure. I mean, back in the 50s and 60s and 70s, uh, like when I was growing up since the 70s and 80s, we weren't on drugs. These kids are put on Prozac and, and you know, all these other mind-altering drugs from five years old on to make them more controllable and more manageable in, in the school. And you've got a generation of kids who have had their, their brains rewired by these drugs. And some of the side effects are suicidal thoughts or homicidal thoughts. And these compulsions can be almost irresistible. You know, many years ago, I knew a federal officer who flew, of course, because he's a federal officer, he could fly with his gun on the air, on the airplane. Right. And he was on a mind-altering um, substance that he had been on since he was a kid, and he said he had a compulsion, almost overwhelming compulsion, to pull his gun out and shoot everyone on the plane. Oh, my God. He had to go into the, into the, into the restroom of the plane, disassemble his firearm, and put it in pieces in his carry-on luggage and put it in the overhead compartment to make it more difficult for himself God. to get to the gun. The urge was that great for him. Yeah, because the drugs will, will screw with your head, and, and they can create these compulsions and these overwhelming urgencies to go do something. It's, it's like being a drug addict, like someone that's on, on meth. So I'm not a psychiatrist, but I'm just letting you know that this is, this is the pattern that you know, we see. Why isn't Congress looking at that? They're not going after the pharmaceutical companies. They're not saying a thing about it, and yet they want to go and curtail our guns. Stop creating crazy people if you want to stop crazy people from going crazy with guns. You know, there are about a dozen states or so that have what we call a red flag law, which is a law that permits the police or the family members to petition the state court to get a removal, temporary sometimes, of firearms from a person they think could be a danger to themselves or others. What do you think of that? I think it's Orwellian and dangerous because it's an assault on essentially the entire structure of the Bill of Rights and the presumption of innocence. What this is is pre-crime, you know, attempt to stop someone from doing something they may do in the future. If they thought you were actually criminally insane or, or, or you know, so crazy that you're a danger to yourself or others, there's already long-standing procedures in place to take a person off the street for a medical hold and do an evaluation. If, if they're, you know, psychotic and a danger to themselves or others, they can be committed. This is skipping all of that, not even talking about whether the person's actually mentally ill, and just saying, we're going to take your guns. We'll leave you out walking the streets. Does it make any sense? If you think the guy's actually insane and potentially dangerous to himself or others, why would you leave him walking in the streets? He can go get in a truck or his car and mow people down in the streets. He can go, go buy guns from the local drug dealer where he gets, where he gets meth in the same place. So you're never going to be able to disarm him. The best thing to do is take him off the street if he's actually that dangerous. But the real goal, back to back again to the point of, of all of this, the real goal is to disarm the American people. And red flag bills are just another way to, what they really are is gun confiscation. And it's one gun owner at a time. Instead of saying we're going to take all your guns now, it'll be we'll take your guns whenever we want to. All we need is an ex parte hearing in front of the judge. You won't even know it's happening. You have no chance to defend yourself, no chance to present witnesses on, on your behalf, no chance to confront your accusers. 
the burden of proof will not be beyond a reasonable doubt before a jury of your peers, which is what the Constitution actually demands for due process. Instead, they're going to make up some lower level, like preponderance of the evidence, or or um, they'll call it reasonable, you know, reasonable evidence presented mm-hmm. to the judge, and the judge is going to decide. There's going to be more ruled by the judge. We already live under a judicial um, oligarchy in this country, where the judges can, can make the Constitution up as they go along, according to them. Imagine what it would be like when they can decide whether or not you get guns. And of course, as has been pointed out by others, what's going to happen is exactly the same kind of censorship, same kind of persecution of political, on the people on the political right that we see right now in Facebook and Google and Twitter and YouTube. Imagine what that would be like when those same people can then run to and call up the FBI or call your local police department and say, this person's dangerous, and report you, and try to get the police to take away your guns without you even knowing about it. It'll be used across the country as a way to chill free speech of people on the political right, the gun owners. There have been some cases where some other talk show hosts uh, have talked about uh, mass shootings, and they basically have said that they were either prearranged or they didn't happen. Uh, That's backfired on them. Some of them have been sued and everything else. That's a different issue altogether. But. I've been on his show many times. <laughs> yeah, here's the bizarre part of this. I guess if there's an organization or a group that really wants to do away with our guns, I really wouldn't put it past them to arrange some kind of catastrophe to get things going. I mean, look what happened with the Gulf of Tonkin to get us into Vietnam. That's right. Yeah, and false flags are legit. I mean, not just the Gulf of Tonkin, but also look at look at the Operation Northwoods plan, which John F. Kennedy thankfully said no to. But the Joint Chiefs of Staff proposed that they fake attacks from Cuba on Americans to, to get to to get to Castro. Right. Yeah. Well, they wanted to kill Americans and blame it on blame it on the Cubans to justify a war with Cuba. So our own government has already in the past done it and planned to do it. So yes, it's bizarre that you know whenever there's there's an issue going on, that uh, like the Epstein situation, right? Of course he's of course you know suicided, yeah. but you got a situation like that which could blow the lid off of the deep state, blow the lid off the ruling oligarchy across the country, and bam, all of a sudden you have one, two, three mass shootings, and I'll tell you what, the one in El Paso has a problem. Tell me why. Photos. You, you, one photo, the guy's got cargo pants on. You can see the pockets when he's walking in the store. The arrest photo, where they're showing him being arrested, he's got dockers on with no pockets on his on his. On his yeah, when did he have time to change clothes? Yeah, exactly. Right? And he also, he's walking in with a, with a rifle. He has no, no, no chest rig on, no magazine pouches. Where is he keeping all of these magazines he supposedly shot off? Then you had multiple eyewitnesses saying they saw four shooters, four men dressed in black who were shooting. Multiple people said that. Very distraught, upset. That's bizarre. People. So I think there's a problem there. And I think it's worth looking at. And do you think it would be, again, partially to get the guns? Well, sure, of course. You know, and that's the problem, though. Is, is, is Even before this, these shootings happen, this is something that conservatives need to understand. I believe there's been a, a tug of war with Trump for the last couple of years. You've got people in his ear, like Lindsey Graham, telling him that red flag bills are what we need. And Lindsey Graham has been pushing that now for several years. And I believe you've got other people in his ear, like his son Don Jr., who are pro-gun. Here's what I think. I think that this may be a gambit by the deep state, the never-Trumpers, the ones who wished Hillary had won, to get rid of Trump. The best way to get rid of him 
is to convince him to sign a red flag bill or enhanced or, or you know universal background checks that will tick off his base and be seen as a betrayal and a violation of his oath by his own base. He'll lose 2020. That might be their gambit. What would be the Oath Keeper's biggest concern right now, Stuart? What's biggest the, concern right now is that. Is the red, red flags. Okay. Red flags, absolutely. It's, it's like, you know, earlier, earlier guest mentioned the you know, China uh, social score. It's like that for conservatives, because you will be, an average conservative will be afraid to speak his mind, his or her mind, not just on social media, but also at town hall meetings and, town, and, and county commissioner meetings. Anywhere they go, they'll be afraid to speak up because if someone can take their, their statements and turn them against them, or just target them for retribution and go to the police. And they don't need, it's not like, well, the only people they can report to are your own family or the police. The FBI has already inserted itself. I'm in New Mexico right now. Just last night, they had a town council meeting where the FBI inserted itself in the town council meeting and said, we are spying on all of you on your social media, and this is our way of making you safe. And Southern Poverty Law Center is also right there, right down at the state level with them. It's going to be a partnership between NGOs like Southern Poverty Law Center, the FBI, and your local state, your local state and, and, and town police officers. And if anyone reports through any of those, those mechanisms to the police and complains about you, they could wind up taking away your guns with no due process. Whatsoever. Well, you, here's, here's the problem, uh, and, and this is coming from a guy who owns guns. If somebody on social media posts, I'm going to go to school tomorrow and shoot up everybody, I think law enforcement has an obligation to check into this person, don't you? Well, sure. But that's what we're talking about, though. But here's, here's an example from Maryland, one of, one of the first states to put a red flag bill in place. Uh, I believe the last name, man's last name was Willis. And he got in an argument with his adult sister. They didn't even live together. She got ticked off at him and called the police. Without him even knowing about it, she wouldn't complain to them and said he's a, he's a danger to society or whatever. Just said that. And then they came to the, this door at 5 a.m. He answers the door with a gun. I mean, I would too at 5 o'clock in the morning. And he's confused. There's a, they, they demand his guns. There's a struggle over the gun. Oh, the gun discharges. One of the cops pulls his gun out and shoots and kills him. Oh, my God. The point is, is the entire cycle of events started because he got in an argument, a family, an average family uh, spat with his sister. Later, she was remorseful and said they shouldn't have done that. He wasn't a danger to anybody. Too late. Too late. Dead. Too late. Because, because she got ticked off at him and called the cops. That's the problem. If you post on, on the Internet, I'm going to go and, and, and commit a, an actual crime, like go shoot up a school, they could arrest you right now. That's a crime. They, and they should, right? And they should, right. That's not what we're talking about here. And just like it's not you are you know, actually insane and a danger to yourself or the, or the community, and you're going to be adjudicated as, as such with, with, a, with a psychiatrist you know, testifying, they don't want to do all that. Well, what if in this case... The guy posts, I'm going to go shoot up this school. They come to his house. They figure out where he is. And he's got an AK-47 in there. Can they confiscate it? Should they take it well, away? Well, they would arrest him. All right. If you, if you announce you're going to shoot up a school, that's the planning to commit a crime. They can, they can stop you. It's conspiracy to commit a crime. And right? take the gun. There's nothing right. wrong with that. Well, when you get arrested, they take your guns. Right. Okay. That's you, though. You know, showing probable cause that, that justifies an arrest and then prosecution for a plan 
to like like any of these terrorists or you know a real terrorist, find a real one who's you know cooking up a bomb and the FBI is trying to sell him bomb parts and that kind of stuff, and then, then they snare him because he was planning on going and doing something. If you say, "Hey, I'm pissed off," and and if we have to fight another revolution, then so be it. That's that's general. That's protected speech. It's very general. That's what happened to Brandon Robb, a Marine Corps veteran in Virginia. They they took his statements on Facebook and they stuck him in a mental ward for for days. Trying to claim that he's mm-hmm. a dangerous society. And by the way, why do people post things like that anyway? Because they're pissed off. I've been I've been angry. That's, I've uh, said things that do me do me a favor though. Said. Don't use the, that that word if you pardon. Would. Don't use that word if you would on the on my show. What word is that? What you I'm just sorry. said. Um, yeah, my apologies. I've been ticked off. So That's it. Perfect. There you go. Perfect. Sorry about that. Um, so yes, people get angry and get upset, and you say things. But that's kind of the point, is, is that unless you're talking about a, a particular action against particular people or places or things, it's protected speech. But they don't want to screw around with that. They just want to be able to say, well, we don't care whether it's protected speech or not. We think you're a potential danger. Bam. Take your guns. You know, it's interesting. With concealed weaponry, most police officers, those that work the street, are in favor of concealed weapons for citizens. The police chiefs aren't. How come? Because it works. I mean, look, there, there are millions of gun owners in this country, and there are, there are millions of guns in this country, and, and, you know, there are millions of AR-15s in this country, and all of them are still sitting right where they're at, not killing anybody. Never used. And they're, and yeah, only used in self-defense or, you know, lawful, lawful purposes all across the country every day. So, you know, you can't take one, as horrendous as it is, one or two incidents like that, it's a drop in the bucket. Look at people die in the tub. You know, or get run over, over by a car. So this is an attempt to disarm the American people. As I said earlier, even if you were to do that, the drugs that come across the border, these same cartels are bring all the you know tons of fentanyl and, and heroin and cocaine across the border all the time. We'll just bring in the guns for a new black market, a very lucrative black market in guns. You're never going to stop someone who wants to get a gun from getting a gun. Wherever you are right now, you can go down somewhere and buy meth, right? Yeah, I, I bet they could, sure. Oh, oh, absolutely. Do you think it'd be difficult for the same meth dealer to also sell you a gun? Not at all. Not at all. Especially when there's a market for one because you have a hard time getting one. So it's, it's not about actually stopping crime. It's about disarming the law-abiding American citizen. They don't want us armed because we're, if we're armed, we have a recourse, a final recourse to, to resist tyranny. That's why they want to get rid of our guns. They want what's happened in New Zealand. They want to take away the guns and confiscate all of them. That's their goal. In countries that are controlled this way, China, North Korea, Russia, I don't. What are their gun laws? They're all taken. Well, look at Mexico. We don't go that far. Mexico has has very draconian, uh, very stringent gun laws. The Mexican people, quote unquote, are not allowed to own, you know, AK-47s or or anything like that. And yet the cartels are armed to the teeth. The Me- they oh, yeah, and they're person. killing off people left and right whenever oh, yeah. they want. The Mexican people, not armed. You want to help the Mexican people, send them rifles. So we're seriously. Interesting. But they're not allowed to keep guns, but the cartels are. China, no guns, I assume. Yeah, except for the, except for the people that are, that are killing people in, in the government. Right. They have guns. So, you know, and, and you, want to t- you want to stack up the bodies and, and compare them. How many people have been killed by mass shooters compared to how many people have been killed by their own governments? You're talking like, what, 100 million people in the 20th century alone? You know, China, Russia, Cambodia. Oh, Stalin did Germany, probably right. half of that all by himself. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 
So that's a, that's a conservative estimate. So government has killed more people with guns than any private shooter, you know, terrorist or anything like that, or crazy person could even think about doing. So which one's more dangerous? When you formed Oath Keepers, when was that, and what was the catalyst to get you to do that? That was 2009. Uh, the catalyst was Ron Paul did not get the nomination, and John McCain did. And I knew we were in trouble because John McCain was an oath breaker. Speaking of someone who was in favor of, of destroying due process, that's the guy that, that said it's okay for the military to detain an American citizen without trial and to use, use military tribunals instead of a jury trial. Same mindset as we see right now with red flag bills. Same mindset. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.